Welcome, oh listener, to another episode of Bite-Sized Virtue. This is episode three, oh, merely episode three of season eight of this little sort of featurette that I do as part of Spam 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 Humbug. And of course, if you're new to the podcast, this is something I do twice a year or try to do twice a year, uh, once during the Easter season and Lent, the the, uh, penitential season that comes before Easter, and then also once around Advent and Christmas. And in the main, it's intended as, you know, reflections on one or more of the eight virtues of Ultima. And this year, my goal was to try and offer some practical examples of just how to live out each of the virtues in your daily life. And, well, unfortunately, um, this is only the third episode that I've been able to release in, well, all of Lent to date. Um, For various reasons. I mean, it's been a very trying Lent for my family. Um kids getting sick and needing surgery and lots of other things going on. So I haven't necessarily had time to devote to the podcast, but that's okay because as I talked about in the last episode, sometimes um, practicing sacrifice well means just understanding what you need to let go because other things take priority. We're not going to be talking about sacrifice in this episode. We're going to be talking about a different virtue entirely. But um, at any rate, that is the history of how this particular season of bite-sized virtue has gone. But you know what? I've still got the Easter season in front of me. 40 Days of Lent is almost completed. I'm recording this on uh, Wednesday of Holy Week. But there's still 50 days after Easter until Pentecost. So, you know, maybe I'll have time to finish at least a few more of the virtues. Today, though, we're going to talk about spirituality. So what are some ways that we can sort of practically live out spirituality in our day-to-day lives? Maybe let's start by just quickly refreshing our um, understanding of what spirituality means in the context of the eight virtues, because it doesn't quite mean the same thing that we mean in, you know, quote, the real world, unquote. Spirituality, as defined within Ultima, is kind of meant to... So of course, the eight virtues are based on three principles, truth, love, courage. And spirituality is kind of meant to reflect all of them in equal part. It's defined, broadly speaking, as the concern with one's inner being and how one deals with truth, with love, and with courage. It's also the awareness of the love that unites one's own inner being to those around oneself. Now, I mean, an obvious easy way to, you know, practice spirituality practically is to pray. And not just in some sort of generalized you know, oh, well, I'm just going to, I mean, if you feel, there's a great number of, if you study Jewish tradition long enough, there's, uh, especially within like Orthodox Judaism, there's hundreds, maybe even thousands of little prayers that just attend even the most mundane seeming aspects of life. You know, uh, if you see something interesting, there's a prayer for that. You know, if you just see something that just like catches your eye and you're like, ooh, that's interesting, there's actually a prayer for that. There's probably multiple prayers for that. Um, or at least there's a practice of prayer for that within Orthodox Judaism. And I mean, obviously, you know, if you ever do just find yourself motivated to pray, do so. Um, that's, you know, that's never not a, that's never not a good thing to do uh, for yourself and possibly for others. 
moving a step beyond that, though, you know, beyond incidental prayer is, you know, developing an actual prayer life, some sort of meditative, not even necessarily meditative. Meditation means different things in different cultures. You know, what we talk about when we talk about meditation in like a Buddhist or an Eastern context is actually very different than what we mean when we talk about meditation from within, say, a Christian context. But, you know, if you develop some sort of, you know, just like practical daily regimen of prayer, that can be a very beneficial thing for you too. Now, not everybody is on board with the idea of prayer. But there are still ways to practice spirituality without necessarily formalizing it in prayer. And honestly, I I think one of the biggest ways that you can do this is um, with gratitude. Not even necessarily gratitude to others, just sort of an atmosphere of thankfulness in your own life. Going back to that example of, you know, like Orthodox Judaism and the idea that, you know, oh, that's an interesting thing. I should say a little prayer of, you know, thankfulness for, because that really is actually what a lot of those little traditions come down to is, you know, oh, I saw an interesting thing, or I saw a beautiful thing, or I saw, you know, something that brought me delight. I should say a little prayer of gratitude for that. And that's kind of what I'm getting at is that, you know what? I mean, obviously, yes, if people, you know, if people are nice to you, if people are are kind and charitable and, and friendly towards you, like you should please show them gratitude for that. Don't be a jerk. But beyond that, you know, just if things in general happen in a way that you draw something out of, some benefit or some idea or some delight or, you know, just some some experience that shapes you in a way that makes you better, just express gratitude for that. It doesn't even necessarily have to be gratitude directed at anyone or anything in particular. Just have an atmosphere, an air, an attitude of gratitude in those moments that can be a very profound spiritual practice might even lead you deeper into the realm of exploring your spirituality um but just start with that gratitude another thing that's maybe a little bit more in depth uh, you know moving past just gratitude is this idea of there, there's a word for it in christian theology it's called kenosis and it essentially involves the emptying of the self, not in like a clear your mind, um, Buddhist philosophy kind of way, but in the sense of, you know, emptying out your own desires and your own will and being ready to fully surrender yourself to the will of God. Now, obviously, you know, again, within Christian theology, to to actually be able to do that effectively um, is a sign of incredible spiritual maturity. So moving back from that point a little bit, because you know what, not even I'm necessarily there. Actually, I don't think I'm anywhere near there at all. Um, But let's stick with that idea of self-emptying a little bit, because there's a, there is great value in just, you know, being able to pause and to just let go of all of the the tensions and the the worries and the concerns and the plans that we build up even over the course of a day and maybe not let them go entirely or let them go completely but just pause and maybe do some breathing exercises maybe um do some light meditation but just take a moment to really try and shrug off as much of those little burdens and those preoccupying things as we can so that we can sort of open ourselves up to 
the needs of others around us, the needs of other things around us. Just open ourselves up to the possibility of, you know, quieting the noise of our own mind enough that we can start to really understand some of the things around us and what the needs of those things are, what the needs of those people are, and then maybe try and act towards that. A third thing, which granted is even more of a challenge or can be more of a challenge, is to look at the people around us and to look at the things around us, the world around us, and to really start to just ponder what is, there's another concept, it's called telos, or, um, you know, relatedly there's teleology. And this is the, uh, the idea that everything is ordered towards a particular end, ordered towards a particular outcome. And that's, it can be a very deeply spiritual experience to begin to ponder that and even to, you know, investigate that, to look at people around you, to look at things around you, even if it's like a tree or a blade of grass, just ask, okay, like this, this tree, you know, what, what is its purpose to, what is it ordered towards? You know, why, why is this tree here? What is it for? Questions like that, right? And I mean, like you can understand these are deeply philosophical questions or they can be very deeply philosophical questions. They can also be dismissed very pithily. Um, you know, it's, it's very easy to just be like, well, someone planted a seed there and then it grew up into a tree and at some point maybe it's going to get cut down and used as firewood. And yes, okay. Like, but you know, it's, it's more, well, you know, why, why this tree, you know, like, I mean, yes, what is this tree's immediate purpose in the sense of, you know, like what physical purpose does it serve here? But what else is there about this tree? You know, is it, uh, is there something to its beauty? Is there something to, um, to, to its placement in relation to other trees? Beauty especially can be a real amazing pathway to walk down on your spiritual journey, to ponder things in their beauty, to ponder the beauty of things. Because beauty and the the appreciation of beauty, I mean, anybody who's been moved to tears by a song, for example, can, can probably attest to this. There is in beauty this immense power to just open up our mind to understanding things in a much broader way, in a, uh, but also in a much more focused way, you know, to, to see things not just as they are materially, but to see things as they are from a variety of different perspectives. So pondering the, the telos of things, and in particular, the beauty of things, and you know, why a particular thing is as beautiful as it is. This can be a very powerful spiritual exercise for us. And again, it's very easy to do just on a day-to-day basis. There's probably more that I could offer, um, but I'm going to stop there, you know, with a handful of suggestions that I've put forth. And, uh, you know, especially, you know, now in, uh, in Holy Week, we're coming up on Easter. Um, you know, uh, for many people, it's a time to, you know, I mean, many people do come back to church around this time of year. Many people um, use it as, you know, another opportunity to visit with friends and family, reconnect with people that they haven't necessarily seen in a while. Um, all good things, all good things. So, you know, just take some time to appreciate the beauty of things around you, to appreciate the you know, to, to ponder at the ends of things around you, to empty yourself out a little bit and try and, you know, connect yourself more to the things around you, maybe even to pray and to be grateful, to have gratitude for even, you know, the most mundane of little things in your life. That's uh, my suggestions for some practical spirituality. And I thank you for listening. And until next time, be virtuous. Be virtuous.